Hi guys, and welcome to the first episode of Tenfold the Podcast. Tori and me, Alex, are the hosts, and we've based the whole thing off of this magazine column we used to read way back when in Canada, where they interviewed people who had moved from Toronto to some other place in the world, like Peru, Sweden, France, you name it. We loved it, uh, and we read every single interview. They always ask the same questions too, so it was pretty simple, but we always learned something new that really resonated with us and that we would talk about for ages after. When we looked at the column as a whole, the biggest takeaway was that everyone who moved was happier having made the move. 100% no regrets. It didn't matter if they ended up going back home eventually or if their new destination was the home they never knew. The bottom line was that living in a different place gave them the space they needed to reflect back on their Toronto lives and see what was working for them and what wasn't. They saw that what people accepted as normal in Toronto and what they accepted as the way things had to be, which is in quotation marks, um, was not the same things that people accepted as normal in Stockholm or Santiago or wherever they were now living. So basically, they learned that it was all within their power to decide what they wanted their life to be. When you create the opportunity to see things from a different perspective, whether it's changing countries, cities, jobs, friends, etc., you create the space that's needed to allow you to reflect. And that room to breathe, that gift of reflection, allows you to see what's truly serving you in this life. After that, it's up to you to take your newfound revelations and make sure that you are on the path that you want to be on. So, having said that, we're here to interview people who are living their hashtag no filter life dreams. People who live their lives tenfold. Our first guest ever is our friend Ruth. When I was living in Bali over the winter, I was invited to a leaving dinner for a friend and I got there pretty late. It was really crowded and I didn't know that many people there, but there was this one girl who was super welcoming and she squished over so I could fit on the bench with her. She had this huge bright smile and the best vibes. Uh, she was the kind of person you meet when you're expatting that you end up feeling like you've known forever in a matter of minutes. We got talking and we realized we both needed a surf buddy. And then over the course of the next few months, we ended up doing a bit of surfing, a lot of dancing, a ton of eating, and the rest is history. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Ruth um, and to have you hear her wonderful story. It's really interesting and really inspirational and I hope you guys enjoy. Also bear with us because this is the first one so we're kind of ironing out the kinks of what our questions are going to be. But hopefully you'll still take away something cool from it. So enjoy! Ruth. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and where do you live now? I don't really live anywhere right now. <laughs> it's like I have, I was living in London until the start of May and then I've been traveling since then, mostly through Asia and now tomorrow I fly back to New Zealand to be there for three months and then I don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a nomad. <laughs> and um, what started you on this whole journey? This nomadic journey. Uh, I was living in London and I had a working holiday visa. It was a two-year one and it was coming up to the end of that and I was in a job that I didn't love, um, but I didn't know what else I wanted to be doing or where else I wanted to be if I wasn't living in London. So yeah, I was kind of like, do I stay? Do I not? I thought I might stay in London for another summer um, just to do a bit more traveling around Europe, but 
I knew I hated London and it just wasn't the place for me, but I didn't know and I was contemplating that. Um, and then one of my best friends, who was also my ex-boyfriend, passed away at the very start of the year and that just put everything into perspective for me. I was like, even if I don't know where I want to be, I know where I don't want to be, so I have to leave and I hope that I'll find the place that I want to be. <laughs> That's amazing. And did you do you feel like you found that place? Mm. Or at least found the feeling, I guess, that you were looking for? I don't know if I found the place that I want to be forever. I don't know if I ever will. Um, I've definitely made the right choice about leaving what I didn't want to be in. I know, yeah, I I think I know now things that, like, are important to me when I am looking for a place and the people that are around me is super important to me. Um, Yeah, like, I'll be heading back to the Philippines next year and I love island life and I love the values everyone has in Asia, so I want to go back there and... Mm -hmm. Who knows where I'll end up, though. Wait, so yeah. where in Asia did you go, and how long were you? Uh, on my trip, yeah. do you mean, this time? Mm-hmm. Um, so this time, and I just my second time there. Because you were in Bali for a while, Yeah, I was right? in Bali for two months, mm-hmm. um, and then my visa was finishing there. And I was like, do I just go for a visa run and come back <laughs> or not? And I didn't know. But then in the last, probably fortnight that I was there, people kept mentioning the name Shagao, which is an island in the Philippines. And I was like, man, why does this keep coming up? I've never heard of this place, but I should go. And I will go and just go for two weeks and see if I like it. Um, and then, yeah, I went there and then I ended up getting stuck for three months. And I loved it. And that's where I'm going to go back to. Um, but after I, so I did Bali and Lombok, so a bit of Indonesia. Then I did Shagao, the only place I went to in the Philippines. And then I've just come from Sri Lanka for three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what do you tell your friends when they ask about your life? Or like, is anyone like, oh, what are you even doing? Or how do you yeah. travel for All so long? All the time. Like, and people are like, when are you coming home? When are you settling down? When are you having children? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, you know what? I don't know, but I'm happy. And I know that I don't want to be doing what you guys are doing, doing like the nine to five mm-hmm. with nothing exciting going on and in your you life. Which you did do before. Yeah. I, I suppose I wasn't technically nine. Well, I was in London actually, but I've always yet yeah, been Monday to Friday, 40 plus hour weeks. Yeah. And that didn't make me happy. And so I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to end up or what's going to happen, but I know that I'm happy right now and I'm just going to keep chasing happiness really. That's wonderful. What do you think it is that makes you happier with the ocean is one thing being close to the ocean and being able to swim like every day is super important um being around people that have similar values that more so value like connection with others than chasing success for themselves that really inspires me i think being around other people that are on a similar mission inspires me and excites me too yeah in your travels now because i know you're what i loved is when i met you you said I don't know exactly what I want to do, but the only thing I need to do is learn how to surf. And it was like, as long as I learn how to surf, then that's good. Yeah. So do you feel like, A, have you learned to surf? Yes. (laughs) I am so jealous. I can surf in most conditions by myself. So yes. Amazing. Yeah. So dreams do come true. I just need to buy a board and then I think I'm officially a surfer. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And um, do you feel like in this time traveling and stuff, have you had any aha moments? Mm. or uh, an aha moment uh-huh. I don't think so much this time nothing yeah. comes to mind but two years ago when I did Asia mm-hmm. definitely there's a few things that was just like and I think it keeps coming back to the way people in like the Asian culture really put their family and friends before everything else mm-hmm. I think that just keeps being like yeah a big thing that's like that's what I need to do in my life yeah. and every time I am around that or I witness that myself I'm like 
that's what's important in life and that's so true yeah mm-hmm. that and then I think the other thing is that people with the simplest lives are often the happiest and that's another thing that I'm like why would I go back to like the western society and also like what is everyone doing there because everyone's struggling with life mm. even though they've got so much in life it's so it's so yeah. clear too yeah when you go somewhere else yeah sure. <laughs> um and do you have any advice that you would give people based on your experience I think one like quote or like motto that I live by myself and I try and it's probably answers that is like don't be afraid of the unknown like Mm -hmm. don't not do something because you are worried about what might happen if you unless you have an experience that makes you like scared for a good reason yeah I think that's the biggest thing people like I wish I could do that I want to do that I'm like why can't you yeah and it's Mm -hmm. always just fear most of the time that stops them from doing it definitely yeah is there anything that you didn't think you could do that you've kind of surprised yourself with since Mm -hmm. you started traveling Besides from surfing? Yeah, surfing is a good one. Um, I don't think, like, nothing comes to mind as such. I think one thing that came to mind is I got really, really sick in Morocco and Mm. I ended up being stuck there by myself. And that was quite like a, I think I realized how strong I am. Like, I already knew I was a really strong person, but. I was like super sick to the point of being like, I probably should have been in hospital. I couldn't get out of bed or anything and was relying on the staff just like squeeze, like pass out of my foot and I couldn't stand up. But that's when I was like, okay, I'm in a country by myself. No one speaks English and I'm still fine. And I know yeah, that I'll yeah. be fine if I can go through things like that and trust that other people will help you if you need help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and what are you doing now for work? How are you... <laughs> Yeah, uh, now funding these, these yeah. adventures most well part i'm funding these adventures more so from what i saved in london i would say um mm-hmm. that's yeah i was lucky enough to have a job that paid really well and i wasn't a big partier so i managed to save a lot of money when all my friends were buying alcohol i would still go out but just have water so i saved a lot of money there and i yeah managed to live off that because age is so cheap for about six months um but then in bali i kept seeing all these people doing the digital nomad thing it's like I need to do that. And I'm a physio and this is not a job you do on the road. So how am I going to make this work? Although I feel like there are more opportunities to be a physio on the road yeah. than I thought there yeah. would be. <laughs> yes, I mean, they probably are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a hard one to do probably long term. That was yeah, the thing. It's a yeah. very like, you could probably sustain yourself for a while, but I don't know if that's a permanent way to live unless you've got like a dual passport or something. It's quite hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, I need to work online. And then... I had a list of all the things I was looking for in a job and then something came up that kind of matched that. I was like, I'm going to look into this. And now that's what I'm doing. It doesn't sustain me. So I'm doing health and wellness coaching online, um, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And I, I love it and I'm earning a little bit from it, but I can see the potential for it to hopefully in the near future be able to sustain my life in Asia and then hopefully in wherever I end up long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have any doubts, like, when you think in the Western way, when you talk to your friends and you're like, well, what about retirement or what about your career or all yeah. of those, like, concerns that you would have growing up? Normally, yeah. I think I don't really worry about it too much. I think I live very much in the now, and I think that's especially huge after um, Jace Makes passed away. I was just like, I don't know when I'm going to die. Who knows if I'm going to make it to <laughs> retirement? Like, yes, of course, there's, like, a very sensible and rational side to my brain. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, hopefully I am alive when I'm 80 or 90 and I need mm-hmm. to have some sort of plan for that. 
but all I said, like two years ago maybe, I started doing that whenever I was paid, I'd put 10% of that aside. So even though that was $100, I'd put $10 mm. away. So I hope, and I've read a few people that have done that, mm. that hopefully by the time that I am retiring, that amount is enough to sustain me. But yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's I probably great should get like more no, that's savvy good. with investing, but right now I don't know where I want to be or what, and I don't know enough about yeah. stocks or anything. So I'm just like. And times are changing so much too. It's very yeah. different even than it was five years ago yeah, exactly. in terms of the digital nomad landscape. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. So I'm just like a little bit of money in the bag, and I just won't touch it. Hopefully, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what is the most crazy or amazing thing that's happened so far since you've been traveling, or just one of the stories? Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever one you want, but um, Jace was in jail in Thailand. Do you know that story? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. So that's, that was crazy as well. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah. But that was two years ago. It's so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that probably, that changed my life a lot, I think. So mm-hmm. I was in Canada at the time doing a like road trip around for five weeks. And I was, I had my visa starting in London and I was meant to be going from Canada to London. And my boyfriend at the time was in Laos, I think. Yeah, he was in Laos and then he went to Thailand. But we'd broken up. I was like, I left and yeah. we weren't going to be together, but we're still talking every day. And I was like, man, like I just doesn't feel right to go to London yet. Um, I, was like, I could just go and meet him in Thailand. And we talked about it. We're like, yeah, okay, I'll come for a month and then I can go to London and do my thing. But let's do a little bit of travel together. So I think we'd all planned that. I don't know if I'd book my flight, but we'd planned that. And then I got a call from him saying, uh, Ruth, I'm in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> and I was like, what? What do you mean? What? what? I'm in jail. What? <laughs> and so... As, in Thailand. Yeah, in yeah. Thailand. As a lot of people do. He had a little bit of marijuana on him, and most people pay the cops off when you're there, but he didn't do that because he didn't have any money on him. Oh, God. And he ended up in jail for a night and then got out and then was on bail. Um, so I was... Hey, that was before I arrived. When I got there, he had to check into the court every 12 days, and so we could just stay in the one area and do little road trips. But we thought, and the tourist police had said to him that he should be able to just pay a certain amount and then he would be off and we could, we just have to leave the country, but we could go back to Laos or India or wherever we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And the court t- trial happened and I was in bed with food poisoning, so I didn't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he's like, Hey, and I sort of got up and realized he's there with the police and the car. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? He's like, I've got 20 minutes and then I'm getting sent back to New Zealand. It's like, what? <laughs> no, like, because we didn't think that was going to yeah. happen at all. It wasn't a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so I was still just lying there, kind of like, oh my God, what's happening? And we had like a scooter and everything that we'd all like organized, but he just had to pack up his stuff and the police was like, okay, come on, like get on the back, yeah. we're going. So we just sort of said like, bye, didn't know we were going to see each other again. Wow. And yeah, that was And you hadn't even planned on being in Thailand. No. And then all of a sudden you're alone in Thailand. Yeah. (laughs) First time in like a country that's not like a Western country. Yeah. Being like, didn't know how to drive a scooter or anything. I was like, oh (laughs) Oh my God. God, I can't tell my mum about this. Like, what's going on? Like, um, but anyway, he got sent back. My visa was due to expire the next day. So I also had to figure out what the heck I was doing. And I was like, well, I could just fly to London, but that doesn't feel right. So Mm -hmm. I found out I could get a van and a boat to go to Laos on a two-day boat trip 
And I was like, I'll just get there and then <laughs> figure out. It's always good fun. Yeah, I was just like, I'll get <laughs> oh there and God. figure out what to do. And then I ended up, so I jumped on this thing. I was like, God, I don't know what's happening. Um, but then ended up meeting a group of about eight, no, five or six awesome Kiwis. They were actually used to be ex-workmates with my cousin. And they were on the of same course. boat. Of course, yeah, exactly. Of course. Typical New Zealand. And then they, I kind of told them the story briefly. And they're like, just come travel with us for a while. Like, we're going for two weeks. Just join mm-hmm. us. And so I did. And so mm-hmm. that just opened my eyes to like backpacking. And I made these ridiculous coincidences. Oh, like seriously. I'm so grateful. And I was actually just messaging one of them tonight. And we're going to yeah. catch up if I'm down where yeah. they live when I'm home. And um, yeah, so we ended up doing two weeks together. It just showed me you can make like friends on the road and it just works. And then when they left, I was like, well, I'll just go to the next place and see how it goes. And so what do you think you would have done if you hadn't met them? I, I honestly like, what, don't. Did you feel like it changed your attitude, or I don't. I don't think I would have been. Like I'm pretty strong-minded, but I don't know if I would have felt comfortable with the idea of backpacking around Asia for four months by myself, which yeah. is what I ended up doing. And I can't <laughs> even even imagine being like, yeah, I'll go to Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, and just spend four months with yeah. no one I know, tripping around. But that's it. What's ended I up love, happening? That's exactly it comes <laughs> back to your other point where you're saying that people you can't be afraid of the unknown exactly because you literally you just don't know until yeah. you do it right yeah like you can't you can't even imagine and you have to trust that people are generally good people and people yeah. want to make friends people want to help you people are not out to get you and i think my intuition got so much stronger because of that i had mm. to because i was a solo female by myself mm. i had to be able to pick up quickly who was a good person who was not a good yeah. person yeah. and mm-hmm. I think because of that, I learned like my own strength and also how to trust mm. my gut a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, so important. yeah, and I am who I am now because of going through <laughs> that whole experience. So that's, yeah. That's an awesome story. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That sounds like a real like turning point in everything. It was. <laughs> I think I grew up a lot then, definitely. And I stepped out of my little bubble of all the people that I knew and had mm. grown up with a certain type of people. And because... I was by myself, I was always meeting different types of people, yeah. and I just met so many different people from mm. so many parts of the world that just opened my eyes to like the world yeah. in general and different ways of thinking about life, and yeah, I'm so grateful for that. So do you think you could ever go back home or back to New Zealand and live there properly? Definitely. Um, I don't know is the best answer at the moment. Yeah. I don't, I can't picture myself right now living in central Auckland, like I I don't think I ever can. I say sometimes I could see myself on the outskirts where I'm still close to the beach, but then have the city there when I need it. But for me, Auckland is too difficult. New Zealand in general is too Mm. difficult to travel from. And right now Mm. travel is a priority for me. The lifestyle, what they value doesn't really align with me. It's all about just trying to work and get ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so expensive that you have to work so hard and then you don't even get to enjoy Mm. your weekends or your nights because you're just so tired all the time. And then I've also got really bad allergies to all the pollen in New Zealand. <laughs> That's just, a big one, yeah. I feel sick Aww. every day, so why would I live there? <laughs> Yay, so, summer. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I don't know. I like to be close to my family and my friends, but mm-hmm. everything else, I'm like, if I could take my family and friends somewhere else, yeah. that would be my idea. Yeah. And just be by the ocean, living a chilled life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anyone that you've met on your travels that has like, really inspired you? 
yeah, like a lot of people, which is a cool thing. I think when I've been, like especially I think probably this part of my trip more so because I've been so open to like, what am I doing with my life? Whereas previously I was like, I know what I'm doing, I'm doing this. <laughs> Whereas now these people just come in and it's like they teach me these lessons and I'm like, like the conversations that I've had as well are just like oh, so inspiring. Like even I was saying the other day we were chatting, I was like, oh, just this one conversation has yeah. excited me about work because you're like on a similar page. It's like, oh, this mm-hmm. is so good to be around people that are on that similar page about wanting to do things differently and also wanting to make like, a positive impact in the world. Yeah. I think it's like there are all these different kind of bubbles you can be in. Mm. So you can be in like a city bubble, you can mm. be in the travel bubble, and it's up to you to choose which mindset you want to adopt right yeah. and, and what what it, like yeah. ecosystem you want to live in exactly sometimes it's hard to see outside of your bubble though depending it's on so how far you are. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to pick the right bubble yeah. and that's where it's like don't be afraid of the unknown just it's try true. jumping out sometimes and see what happens you can always go back to your bubble <laughs> yeah it's good to have bubbles to choose from that's what i feel yeah. like totally so next is probably uh, New Zealand, then probably mm-hmm. Philippines again. Yeah. And then would you go anywhere else? Like, mm. Have you been to Latin America? I forget. Only Costa Rica. Been, okay, nowhere okay. else, yeah. But so on my to-do list at the moment is I'd like to go back to Central America and I'd like to do a whole lot of South America. Yeah. I'd like to also do like a three-month like road trip through Canada is another thing mm. on my to-do list. I'm sure at some point I'll end up in India. I'd like to go to Japan and I'd like to do a road trip in Australia as well. So but there's that's a kind few of like things. on the way back yeah. home, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it goes back yeah. in a kind of circle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and back to Bali, no doubt, as well, because it's such a special place. Yeah, it is. Definitely. <laughs> good people. I the know. Best people in Bali. <laughs> so good. Um, I guess we'll wrap up with if is there anything that you would say to someone who's kind of considering you know making a change in their life or like mm. not happy with where they are is there any like advice you would give them or I would be like the question I thought I was thinking is like why not just try like mm. what have you got to lose you may as well try you don't want to look back and regret not doing something I'd rather have been like look I'll give it a go if it doesn't work I'll go back to what I was doing mm. but yeah, and it's often like a thing of like, if not doing this, then what else are you going to do? Are you going to keep yeah. doing what you're doing that you're not happy with? Yeah. No, like just change it up. Don't be afraid. That's so true. That's what I always tell people when they ask about like how we moved to Australia. Yeah. It's just like, well, it was either like stay and you still be unhappy or go and like the what's the worst can exactly. happen. I hate Australia. Go back to Canada and just appreciate it more. And like it would still be yeah. the same when I went back. Exactly. So. It's like you have the choice mm-hmm. to choose. And it's another thing that I hear quite a few girls say at the moment is like, choose your hard. It's like, both can be hard, but which one is harder for yeah. you to keep going through? Like, I, I think just also a lot of the time, if there's something that you want and you keep putting it off, it doesn't actually go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's not, oh, and I, I, I put I put that thing down. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps coming back exactly. and then you're going to want to do it later. And then the reasons not to are just going to grow and grow and grow. But it'll always still be there. So it's better to scratch that itch, I guess. Just do it, exactly. But yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being our first guest. Yes, the perfect guest. Keep us updated 
excited on all your travels. It'll be I so will. great to see everything that you do. And we should do this again in a year. Yeah. Yes. Check in like what you've learned. Yeah. Yes. And hopefully a bit more settled, but maybe not. And you'll be like a consummate digital nomad. I hope. Yeah, that's a good feedback. Like how yeah. is digital nomad life? Hopefully yeah. good, but if it's meant to be, it'll be. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ruth. You're we welcome. love you. Love you too. <laughs>